Hey guys, this is Unleash No Judgments. This is Tess. Hi, I'm Jackie. Welcome back for episode two. We hopefully have some fun stuff to talk about. I know I for sure have. Episode two squared. (laughs) Episode two plus two. (laughs) Some might call this four, but who's counting? Oh my God. This is how we're starting. Who's counting? Let's be honest. You know what? Two, four. It's fine. (laughs) fuck all right <laughs> you call it what you want tess this is our podcast how has your week gone let's just skip over all of my shit so <laughs> my week uh not much has changed but i got my covid vaccine the second dose did you die or are you in love girl i thought i was going to die oh no the whole night felt fine my arm started hurting but that's not a big deal as expected next morning As I was like kind of going through the stages of waking up, because I'm sorry, nobody just jumps out of bed and wakes up. The more I woke up, the worse I felt. Oh, that's the worst. By the time I got out of bed, I was almost planning my funeral because I thought I was going to die. Ooh, how long did that last? It didn't last too long. Well, that's good. Probably a couple hours. I ended up taking an ibuprofen and drank some coffee so Right after that, I started feeling a lot better, and within probably 30 minutes, I almost felt back to normal. So Weird. At least it was super quick and fast. I mean... It was quick and fast. Not painless. Not Not painless. But now, are you vaxxed, waxed, and ready to party? Yes, girl. (laughs) Which, Cinco de Mayo is tomorrow, so literally ready to party. Ooh. Are you going to go brave the bars tomorrow night? I am. And yes, I do still have my anxiety, but I'm doing it with margaritas, so much easier. Y'all, hop, y'all, alcohol makes everything so much better. That's what I was trying to say, but my jealous pregnant brain just cut it out <laughs> because it doesn't like me even talking about alcohol because I am still at least at a minimum of 13 weeks out until I get my next. Alcohol makes everything better until you reach that point where then everything is so bad because you stopped making good choices. And you started letting the alcohol do the thinking for you. Oh, yeah. We were at a friend's barbecue this weekend. And one of the other people there, the guest there, was talking about how they had gotten so trashed on Crown Royal. And they just had one of those mornings where they woke up and thought, oh, shit, I think I need to apologize to my in-laws. And he goes, I I knew I was, he goes, I knew it was bad if that was my first thought in the morning. Yeah, there's nothing worse than waking up and immediately just either going to your phone or your wallet. Because yeah. you know you either sent out a bunch of text messages, made some calls, lost your debit card, spent all your money. I mean, something happened. You just, you wake up and you just know. Right. It's that wake up with dread situation. My my life hack advice for all of our listeners, if you ever are the DD, and this is coming from one who's the designated DD for a while. If you have a friend who has a tendency to drunk text, take their phone if they will allow it. But put it on airplane mode. (laughs) I've never thought about that. Because none of the text messages will send. I mean, obviously, if they're connected to the internet at at the bar that you're at, then you might just be in trouble. But if you put the phone on internet mode, I mean, airplane mode, none of the text messages will send. I used to, when I went out, would just kind of reach that point where I completely forgot I even had a phone. It would just stay in my purse. And I was so thankful to myself for that. Yeah. You are you are a lucky rare breed. <laughs> Can you tell my husband that? I'm just kidding. 
He probably knows. That's why he put a ring on it. I remind him all the time. Perfect. <laughs> well, enjoy Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. I will. Do you want me to send you photos of anything? Just have a drink for me. Just have a drink for you. Okay. If you want to send photos, you can. This is for you, Tess. Yay. <laughs> but, and I'm glad that your vaccine did not kick your ass for too long. No, I was actually really worried when I woke up. I was like, man, I, because I still had to edit our podcast. I was like, I hope this is, this isn't a whole day thing. I just... I told Tom, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be doing any editing today. I think I'm just going to lay on the couch and just wait till I pass. I am dying. <laughs> but, of course, he got his that day. And he was like, oh, I really hope I don't have to go through what you're going through right now. And I was like, I kind of hope you don't. I also kind of don't want to be alone in this. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to be selfish, but... I don't want to be alone in my misery. <laughs> so did he have the same... No, he had nothing. <laughs> he was fine. That would be karma for you wishing ill on your significant other. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Can't wait for him to listen to this and know what I was thinking now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe explain a little bit more. I'm so sorry. You're only sorry because he's making you drinks and bringing it down to you while we record. He is. Oh, he's so sweet. And it's it was his birthday yesterday, so it's his birthday week. So, of course, he's making me drinks. Happy birthday, babe. Love you. <laughs> what a good guy. <laughs> he is. He definitely is. Ugh. Well, I'm, yeah, my week has been a lot. It's been a lot. Cole had another fight this last weekend. My oh, I was going to say, what is going on? My babe had a fight this last weekend. He won again. Yeah, and he looked almost untouched. He pretty much was. Um, this did go a full seven minutes, but the guy ended up tapping out due to strikes because Cole was basically just beating the shit out of him. So proud to have that fight under the belt. Not excited that he's under contract for another one now. Oh. I mean, I am excited, but it's just a lot. June 15th, right? June 18th. 18th. I'm sorry. So if I may ask, what goes through your mind at the very beginning of the fight? Like really before anything starts? Like before his fight specifically or? Yeah, while they're both in the ring together, kind of doing their fist bumps. What is going through your mind? Just, oh shit, I hope it goes the way that we want it to. <laughs> because that's the thing. I mean, I don't know if we have any UFC listeners, on, um, watch watchers, fans on here. There was an absolute gruesome leg break on UFC, UFC 256, I believe. And it was Chris Wildman. This guy literally was the first strike thrown the entire match, threw a kick, and broke his own leg against someone else's shin. Ugh. It's not like it was planned. It's not like he got knocked out. He literally threw a kick, and it shattered both his tibia and fibia. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Like, it was the most gruesome, terrible thing to watch, that now it's just moments like that you can never predict. And I've watched it happen. There was another fight on that card, which was incredible, but the underdog completely knocked out the one who they thought would win. And so a lot of that is just that hands down anxiety that goes through of, oh shit, please don't go that way. Oh shit, please don't go this way. And it's not until I see him in action that I can really get the vibe of, oh no, he's doing okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're just, you're just kind of like, just hoping not for the worst. Exactly. So how was the fights for you this weekend? It was good. It was good overall. I mean, lots of people, I think this is automatically going to get me into what I need to vent about, though, for this episode for me, which is how much people don't have personal space with a pregnant woman. 
because <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I had someone walk up and just rub my belly, just put their hands on it, just touch it. You're like a walking magic lantern. Oh my God. If only a genie could pop out and <laughs> grant me three wishes. The first of which would be, I wish people would stop touching my belly, especially un unasked. I had one person ask if they could touch my stomach and she was 12 like the most respectful kind person at the fights that night to ask hey is it okay if i touch your belly was 12 the people who should be teaching consent and teaching to ask if i may are the ones who just are not even doing it yeah so it was just definitely like those like what in the world (laughs) like i (laughs) just yeah why why do people want to walk up and just touch a random person's stomach Yes, this person is pregnant. I understand that. But it's not a green light for you to just go walk up and just start rubbing them. And I mean, and I I know in this moment I am being hypocritical because I've done that to my sister-in-law. Where I just walked up and I'm like, hey, my nephew's in there. Hey, my niece is in there. And I just put my hands on her belly and I just touch her without asking. But at the same time, you're her sister-in-law. You have a closer relationship. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it, and I guess the biggest surprise for me is that how many people still did it amongst the fact that we are closing down a pandemic right now. Like, yes, there were probably close to a thousand people at this event. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of people. And so there was a ton of people there. And so like, yeah, we were surrounded by people, but it just still, the fact that that bubble just didn't seem to exist. It was just surprising to me. Six feet back, unless there's a pregnant lady. Then rub all over her. Exactly. People will do that to their hair. Well, they'll come up and they'll just like touch people's hair. Or I've heard of people doing it with like shirts where people will walk up and be like, oh, I just want to see what fabric it is. Um, ask. But you ask. <laughs> you ask. You don't just walk up and touch and be like, ooh, what am I looking at here? I will tell you. <laughs> here, you can just fucking have it. Do not touch me. Yeah. Well, I think it was just worse for me because I'm already so self-conscious right now about pregnant bellies like we as women right we see it all over social media and tv and yeah everywhere about what we quote unquote should look like oh yeah and how we should be fit and strong and everything else oh yeah which it's awful i've always worked on self-confidence and body image stuff but my mantra lately has been i am pregnant not fat i am pregnant not fat i am pregnant not fat because it is truly a mind fuck yeah to be like no i want to be gaining A pound a week is the average weight gain that I should be rooting for right now. A pound a week, like, that's just unheard of for me. (laughs) Yeah, and especially, like, when you're so used to what you normally look like, and now your body is just, it's going through this entire change, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you're still trying to get used to that. Oh, yeah. And people are just coming up and rubbing on you and basically focusing on like what you're insecure about it's so weird it has to be difficult yeah i mean like and i know that like i said when i can step back from my emotions and logically say outside of pregnancy brain y'all of they're noticing that i have a bigger belly which is a sign of health for my child right right or that they're touching it it's a good thing but in those moments i'm like oh i want to smack you because even just like people at work Or I've had clients as we're walking to therapy. Oh my goodness, look at your belly. It's so cute. Thanks. No. (laughs) Like, (laughs) thanks. Like, it's, well, and I know that they're saying it in a non, they're not trying to be mean about it. No, they mean, they have the best of intentions. Exactly. But it's so weird. To me, it's like someone saying, oh, look how good that pimple looks on your face. Like, (laughs) that's the same. 
Thanks, I grew it myself. <laughs> like, that's how it just feels for me initially. And it's like, no. It's all the stress. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I just, that's just where I guess where I'm at. So, I mean, listeners, if you have any thoughts or comments on this, like, please send it in to us because I could definitely use some feedback as well because this is something that I'm truly, like, just trying to comprehend. Because on another part of this, let's add another layer. I am three and a half weeks out from my wedding. I am going to be a pregnant bride, which that alone is a concept that is not very welcome here in Utah. Good old Utah. But I've had a lot of people super supportive of me. But even just for me, as a woman, as a girl who grew up planning my dream wedding with Barbie and Ken walking down the aisle, never in that fantasy was I ever a pregnant bride. Yeah. So that alone, in terms of body image... Is something that I'm working through to have people come up and just rub my belly, which is usually my most insecure part of my body pre-pregnancy, or point out, oh, your belly looks so cute. Or the whole, oh my gosh, you're getting so big. <laughs> I want to go run and hide under my bed. It's just like, bleh. So just yay insecurities. And I guess that was just a thought that I think hopefully you guys can all relate to and hear is that it's so common. I am totally on your side and I understand whenever it comes to insecurities because that's all I know but going back to the fight it made me very thankful on one point that Cole did not get hurt or have any visible injuries from his fight no bruising or swelling that may go into the wedding yeah so I mean like he has a bruise on his ankle because he kicked an elbow which is a very hard place to kick yeah ouch but obviously you're not gonna see that through his shoes Hopefully not. Like, I'm more happy that his face came out unscarred, unscathed, scarred, scathed. Yeah. Scathed was the word. Because I made the joke of how classy would have looked with the pregnant bride and somebody with a black eye (laughs) to walk down the aisle. Let's just... I think it would have made for a very good card. Let's put the epitome of a shotgun wedding out there. (laughs) We will be the Webster's Dictionary version of this is what a shotgun wedding looks like. The groom with the black eye, pregnant bride, here we go. (laughs) And knowing my luck now as I'm saying this, Cole's going to come home from training with a black eye at some point over the next three weeks. Or he'll just like trip and fall, get a black eye on the way to the wedding. So there is no time for makeup. Yeah. Not that I think I would ever be able to get him to put any makeup on. He doesn't want to look fancy? No makeup fancy. I'm thankful I'm getting him. He's letting me schedule him a hair appointment with someone other than himself. (laughs) Or sports clips for that matter. Nothing against sports clips. Great company. I want a professional barber to be shaping my soon-to-be husband's beard and giving him a trim and everything before our wedding. Yeah, you don't you don't want any uh, any mess ups. Tom went to go get his haircut two days before the wedding, and I was so stressed something was gonna happen. I was like, "There's no fixing it. If you get fucked up now, we cannot fix it within two days. <laughs> we can't put hair extensions in your hair. You're gonna have to wear a top hat in the wedding." <laughs> That would have been perfect, though. Would have gotten my cane. Would have just gone all out. Oh, yeah. Which I wouldn't have blamed you for at that point. No, I'm still having... Well, I don't have to anymore. He confirmed. It was a very long conversation of how I will not walk down the aisle to him if he's wearing Crocs, though. I was actually going to mention with the ankle wearing Crocs. But then I didn't have, like, that right time to just come in with it. I'm like, maybe I'll bring it in just a little bit later. No, we got the Crocs now. And then you beat me to it. (laughs) He has yet to listen to an episode, or if he has, he hasn't told me. I am planning to go buy him a new pair of black Crocs that he can put on for our reception. 
and after I walk down the aisle to him so he can enjoy his day and be comfortable. Because I betcha, if I don't walk down the aisle barefoot, I'm going to be barefoot within 20 minutes after our ceremony ends, so. Oh, I switched shoes as soon as I got back to the dressing room. I switched into my reception shoes, which were Kate Spade glitter wedding tennis shoes. Very nice. I'm not sure of their exact name, but I absolutely love them. I could not wait to put them on. I only had one problem. The night before our rehearsal dinner, I had stubbed my toe so badly, my baby toe, I broke it. Oh, no. Oh. So the next day or the day of our rehearsal dinner, as I'm, you know, running around, running errands, I just tried them on. I could not put them on. I was in so much pain. I was so sad. These shoes, I could not wait to wear because I love them so much. My clumsiness was about to ruin it. Oh, no. But thankfully, between a leave and mimosas, <laughs> you are good to go. <laughs> Where there's a will and there's mimosas, there's a way. Perfect. We are very pro-alcohol <laughs> this episode, y'all. I hope you are listening. Follow me for more medical advice. Enjoying a drink. Don't do that, please. No. We, are, we are not held liable for any of her decisions or any of her suggestions. Not a doctor. <laughs> But yeah, there's my, I guess like my main just thing that I'm even still comprehending, not just venting about, is people just breaking personal space. Yeah. Specifically for pregnant bellies, but just overall and how that just feeds into insecurities. I just, I don't know where it started. The whole pregnant belly rubbing. Buddha. And complete strangers will do that to you. Like, not you necessarily, but complete strangers just want to walk up and start rubbing people's, oh my gosh, what are you having? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Uh, stranger? It is none of your business. Can you please not? Says the woman who's never been pregnant. <laughs> no. So Tom and I love our nephews and our niece, but for us, kids are just not something that we want. We are big animal people, so we plan on having and rescuing. Not all at one time, but lots of animals. So, yeah, we are we are animal people. You just, you just want to stay in that aunt and uncle role of, I'm going to spoil. Yes. And I'm going to load them up on all the sugar and then send them home. All the sugar, all the fun and excitement, get them all hyped up and riled up and send them home. And you know what? Do it to it. I support whatever it is that you decide. Like, I'm sure that's something you've heard. <laughs> yeah, we love kids, but they're just not for us. Exactly. And I've heard, and I'm sure that you've heard some people like, well, that's so just unwomanly of you. Or, yep, people don't understand. And the look that they give, it's just like, you know, just because you think something is the way it should be isn't exactly right. Exactly. Not everything is for everyone. You can be a family and not have kids. Exactly. Right now, I mean, even just today, Cole, I sent him a Snapchat of me and the dog as I was driving the dog over to my in-laws because he left him with me. And I sent him a Snapchat of me and Groot driving down the street. Well, we didn't pull out of the driveway yet. <laughs> of Groot with his big old head just sitting on my shoulder. And he just responds with, well, there's my beautiful family. Yeah. Me, him, and the dog. Our dog Lucky and our, car our cat. Nope. <laughs> our cart. Our dog Cooper <laughs> and our cat Lucky. <laughs> are our children. We have so many photos of them. When we try to look through a photo or for a photo, we have to just keep scrolling and scrolling because our phone is full of photos of our kids. Yeah. And the other day when I was waiting my 15 minutes after my shot, I don't think she was a nurse, but she was a representative for the hospital. She walked up and was asking if I had a primary care physician. And yeah. 
I was like, I don't have one here. I have one back home, but yeah, I'm open to finding one closer to where I live. Absolutely. And I had mentioned I was married, had a husband. Oh, well, when are you guys going to have kids? Oh, um, we're not, we're actually animal people. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What? Right. <laughs> well, and this is just coming from, coming from my training. So I actually have a certification in maternal fetal medicine, not maternal fetal medicine, sorry, maternal mental health, which maternal is anything during pregnancy in the year post birth. And a huge thing that we talk about in there is you can never assume why someone doesn't have kids. It could be the situation that you're in of you're just animal people. Love kids, enjoy enjoy their company, but you're just animal people. Where how impactful that can be to somebody asking, oh, well, when are you having kids? You may not know that that person's had seven miscarriages. Yeah. What if I would have said, we're unable to have a kid or we've had some miscarriages and we've just decided that it is not for us. What if I would have responded with that? I mean, you have to think about that stuff. Yeah. And so I just, I mean, that's coming from my mental health side, guys. That's coming from my therapist side, from my human side of, I would just be cautious. I know it's an absolutely normal societal norm to ask these questions. Yes. Normal societal norm. (laughs) That is how I just phrase that. But that is a completely normal question to ask nowadays, right? Yeah. And I think we need to get out of that habit of always asking people that are married, when are they going to start a family? I totally agree. I just, just be aware of what, what you're saying to people and trying to take a moment to think, especially regarding that subject matter. Oh, absolutely. This takes me back to even when I was shopping for pregnancy tests, right? Yes. When we got pregnant, we were trying, we were, um, yeah. So we were trying, we were attempting, sorry, words disappeared. And I'm going through the checkout line at the grocery store and the lady's like, oh my God, congratulations. Oh wait, is this planned or was this a mistake? I'm sorry, you can't see me, but my eyes are wide right now. <laughs> yeah, guys, her, she just like had an excuse me what? She had an excuse me what with the first congratulations. But then for the lady to notice my face, because it took me a second to realize what she was saying congratulations about. But then to follow it up with, oh, wait, was this planned or a mistake? I was like, hold up. Did you truly just ask me that? And why is that any of your business? It's just, and I mean, I get that she was making conversation. She's at work, probably checked out 100 to 400 people before me. But it just was so, so surprising that I was like, even then, like even me feeling the need to be like, oh, no, yeah, we've been trying and planning, like, da, 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 like, I still explained it, but even then, like, as I think about it now, I was like, wait, why did I take the time to explain? Yeah, we've been trying, like, ha, ha, ha. Why would you even ask that question? I mean, honestly, why? I don't know. What goes through people's minds? What is a process that goes through people's minds that they end up being like, hey, that's a good question. Let me go ahead and ask that. No, don't ask that. It's not your business. People will tell you if they want you to know. (laughs) I don't know. I guess maybe this episode would be called the audacity because that's kind of what we're talking about. It's like the audacity of some people, but a lot of it isn't even the audacity because they're not saying it to be hurtful. They're not doing these things. It's just not checking in with yourself to notice. And for me, like I'm going to put my money where my mouth is of, I can probably bet I have times where I need to double check what I'm saying. Oh, there's been so many times where I was like... You need to learn when to shut up. Why did you say that? Yeah. Now we're going to lay in bed for three nights, wide awake, wondering 
why you said that one thing that, let's be honest, they forgot about. But you're going to remember and not sleep because of it. Maybe. But that's going to be my goal for the week is just starting to be more aware of checking in with what I'm saying. Yeah, I try to think before I speak most of the time. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to think before I speak. I would like to be just as surprised by what I say as everyone else is. Why let them have all the fun? <laughs> this is why you guys enjoy the podcast so much. Yeah. We're not thinking before we say stuff, but we are editing out what we really didn't think before we said. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Or just the burps or just the word splurges and yeah, all of that. <laughs> I will be right back. I need to take care of something real quick. Go for it. All right. Sorry, guys. Not going to lie. I had to go to the bathroom. You are all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and while you were on that bathroom break, I had a moment of how hypocritical my thoughts were of speaking of saying shit without thinking. I totally just did that to Jackie when I'm like, says the woman who hasn't been pregnant. Like, I just realized how sassy that was. How dare you throw that in my face? No, I'm just kidding. No, you're perfectly fine. So my overthinking brain went into overdrive and I was like, huh, I really did just throw that back at her, didn't I? Um, no, you're, you're perfectly fine. I was even feeling bad about giving my two cents about people rubbing other people's pregnant bellies. Says a person who has never had a kid. <laughs> I just realized how bratty that came off. So I apologize if any of the listeners were like, wow, Tess, like, let's rewind 10 minutes and think of your own damn words. <laughs> No, I was even, I was thinking the same thing when I was also trying to be like, yeah, I get it, Tess. I understand how you feel because I've seen it happen to other people. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate you trying to relate from, with me despite that you haven't experienced that exact same thing. I haven't, but I know people have gone through that and I've asked them how they felt about it. So I am just using the information that they gave me. Perfect. To try to empathize empathize with you yes perfect <laughs> i'm sorry if i offended anyone that is never never what i am trying to do never my intention well doesn't this kind of just doesn't this kind of go straight into what you said you wanted to maybe no that goes straight into discuss on the podcast <laughs> that we both just put into speaking of saying something and then spending the rest of the evening overthinking no that's something i do all the time that's how. That's what I do after our podcast every time we record. Oh my gosh. I go through that whole, I'm like, that went great. I'm so excited. It's like 20 minutes later. Oh, ooh, what if I fucked up? What if I ruined the whole podcast? Oh my gosh. I bet I, I, bet I said something. I bet I sounded terrible. Ugh, I don't even want to look at it. And so the next morning, I put it off as long as I can because I don't want to listen to myself fuck up. And then it's actually fine. So yeah, no, you're great. You are fine. I mean, I know. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You're great. But no, but for real though, like that overthinking brain, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Is just that overanalytic, that trying to understand like, wait, what was I trying to say here? I, I mean, so for me, I am very aware of people's tones, their body language, just kind of how they're acting. And unfortunately for me, when somebody kind of seems a little off, a little distant, maybe seems like they might be upset about something, I immediately think it's me. I immediately think I did something, I said something, they're mad at me, what did I do? Yeah. 
and it's that's almost never this the issue but it's always my way of thinking and i'm not trying to go into therapist brain on this one so tell me to shut up if i am too much no i'm using you as free therapy right now please <laughs> i'm just kidding exactly <laughs> but that truly is like a part of anxiety that truly is a part of maybe even that aspect of control where it's oh if i can take responsibility of the situation then i can help control it more and make it better but there's just a lot of different parts also my thing is as soon as i meet someone i'm like oh they didn't like me i saw the way they looked they didn't like me but it's always just me in my head because again insecurities and overthinking and overanalyzing never good Mm. You're getting there, though. I like the honesty is real and refreshing, but we all do it. I'm going to generalize that. And if you say that you don't, I'm going to call you a liar. I am someone who is a pleaser. I always just want to make everyone happy and comfortable. And I want to make everybody laugh and just be in a good mood. And when someone doesn't seem like they're enjoying themselves, I put it on my shoulders. Yeah. I think I am the reason why they're not having fun, why... They aren't enjoying themselves. I just, I need to just relax and realize that not everybody's going to like you. And who cares if they don't? Exactly. But seriously, please like me. <laughs> get some confidence in yourself. Get, get some confidence of being able to say, no, it's okay if you don't like me. I had a, before meeting my soon-to-be husband, that was one of the things where I would try and hide things, right? About myself, about some of my likes, where... Yeah, I'm almost 30. I still fucking love Harry Potter. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I read the entire series at least every other year. I read the series until I realized there were movies out. Then I watched (laughs) everything. I don't like you now. I'm sorry. But, (laughs) because books are a hundred times better. But for me, I had like these moments of like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell people about my love for Harry Potter just in case it weirds them out. But then I had to think like, no, screw them. Like, if they don't like what I like, then why would I want to be friends with them or get in a relationship with somebody? Yeah, I used to be like, oh, you don't like that? Me either. I was joking. Ugh. Right? And then it's like, no. Hunger Games is stupid. Hunger Games is so good. I love the Hunger Games. I have not read the new book yet. I have it upstairs. I am so bummed that I have not read it yet. I keep getting distracted. See, I think it may have been the last book of the Hunger Games that I actually did read. And it was out of sequence with the movie, and that bothered me so much. I was so annoyed by that, because I was watching the movie. All I could think about was, this isn't in the right order. Yeah, you're making every avid reader mad now, because you're just comparing it to so movies. sorry. I love reading. I love reading. I'm reading a really no, good I'm book just, right don't now. Don't need to apologize for it. I'm just teasing. But no, there was the, oh, what is it called? There's a new one that just got released this year. Or last year about President Snow when he was like a teenager and he had to be a mentor for the Hunger Games. I was not aware of that. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so that's what I meant like with the newest book because I have that upstairs. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was a movie, but it's a book? I'm going to have to... I'll have to read that. Yeah, it's not a book yet. But it's, I mean, it's not a movie yet, but it's President Snow's story. Oh. But anywho, going back to the original point of this for our little nerdy book recommend. But yeah, no, it's just like that constant feeling like I needed to hide that from people and then realizing it doesn't matter. We can have different opinions. We can have different likes. Lo and behold, my fiance still gives me shit for loving Harry Potter (laughs) and doesn't quite like it. But hey, I'm still marrying him because there's so much more to us than Harry Potter. So super unpopular opinion. I love Jersey Shore. 
That is my dirty little secret that I <laughs> do not keep a secret. And my husband gives me so much shit for that. <laughs> I've seen everything from season one to the last season of Family Vacation. I don't know why. It's just, it's like a train wreck. You cannot look away. Which everybody has their own, who their own likes and dislikes. Sorry, guys. The little minion inside of me is making me decide that acid reflux just is so fun. But going back to the overthinking, have confidence is what I was, my long story short. Have confidence in who you are and what you like and all shall be well with the world. When I was in my younger 20s, I didn't give a shit what anyone thought about me. Like, I did not care. You didn't like me? Fuck you. I don't give a shit. I got things to do. I guess now I just, I don't know. I, I don't have that air about me. I've read on Twitter or Facebook where people have thought the same same way, and that's, that's what made me realize I was just like that. Yeah, I also didn't care what anybody thought when I was in my younger 20s. Why do I care so much now? Like Societal norms again? Who knows? Uh, maybe. Overcompensation for other insecurities? Probably. I don't have the magical answer to that. I mean, that's just kind of exploring it for yourself. Eh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep overthinking things. That seems to be going okay, I guess. Uh, is it though? Says the girl who stays up all night long waiting for wondering if people are going to be upset. I've just assumed they're all going to be upset. No, I do. Every now and then I'll just, because when you're trying to go to sleep, your mind is like, "Uh uh-uh. Remember that time 10 years ago when you said this? We're going to think about that tonight. Which is why I have to always listen to something while I'm going to sleep. Even though that's been proven to not help your sleep quality at all? Yeah. But I have started listening to guided sleep meditations, which has seemed to work a little bit better. So that's good. That is a huge thing. I have recently gotten a VR, which I love, virtual reality. Okay. Headset. And I downloaded a mindfulness app. That virtual reality takes you through mindfulness and guided meditations, and it is so damn cool. And I love it. That's awesome. So anything else for you on the, like, overthinking brain type vent area that we were going? I don't think so. It's just insecurities are such a huge issue these days. And a lot of it, maybe it does stem back to societal norms and people telling us, that we should or shouldn't feel a certain way about things. I was just about to say the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Yeah. Or, you know, upbringing. Parents also have a lot of... Influence. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. No, you're just... fine. I was That word was not coming to me for some reason. <laughs> that it may have been something you heard as a kid or was told as a kid, but it doesn't leave you. It stays with you. Absolutely it does. And so insecurities are a huge issue. They're a huge issue for me. And they do stem back from my childhood. But if anybody has any insecurities or anything that has to do with insecurities or why they feel insecure that you kind of want to get off your chest or you want to ask Tess about, please write in and let us know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even if it's not, oh, I want a therapist perspective because, like I said, I'll try not to go there a ton. It's just getting those things off your chest, being able to discuss it and talk about it to whomever is important. And a lot of the time it is nice to do it to someone that you don't really know personally because it's like, that's who we worry about judging us the most, right? Exactly. It's not the opinion of the old lady at the grocery store that you may be super worried about. It's the opinion of your father. Or your mother. Or your siblings. Or 
your boss or those or your significant other. Yeah, and I think a lot of my insecurities does stem from my childhood because I never had anyone to talk to back then. I just kind of buried it deep down and carried it with me. Oh, yeah. That's why that's why I entered the field that I did. That's why I wanted to become a therapist because I wanted to be the social support and that listening ear to the teenagers that didn't have that. Well, to the teenagers that don't have that because I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. Very independent on my own. So, yeah. Listeners, we would love to hear from you or even just thoughts and feedback. Things that work for you, whether it be overthinking or even insecurities about body or if you have people rubbing your belly stories <laughs> or pointing out the things that you don't want to hear and how do you manage it. I am not a know-all. None of us are know-it-alls. And it's good to get that outsider's perspective. Yeah. And even if you have any body images that may not be related to pregnancy, but just may be related to how you looked when you were younger versus how you look now, or you used to work out all the time and you look this way, but you got out of working out and now you don't look that way anymore and you're insecure about how you look now or anything, just... Or a big one that I see is that societal norms, the outside pressures of what is social media telling me? What is my mother telling me? What are other people in the community telling me? I mean, fun fact for all listeners across the states and across the world for who we have, Utah is very high on the list for plastic surgery. I would not have guessed that. And it's so interesting because, yeah, like I, I hear it a lot like, oh, I wouldn't have guessed it. But just even even just growing up around that, it's impacted me a ton. It impacts our livelihood a ton. See, growing up, I wasn't really around any plastic surgery or anything like that. But when I was in high school was kind of when internet was becoming popular, social media became a thing. And you just see all these people on Instagram or Facebook. And they just, I mean, they're gorgeous. They have these perfect bodies, just everything is perfect. But the thing is, they don't look like that. Yeah. It's a lot of filter, or maybe it is plastic surgery, but it's it's also a lot of Photoshop. That's an issue because you have little kids looking up to these people wanting to be just like these people when they aren't even like themselves. They're Photoshopped, they're filtered, they're augmented. It's just... Oh, absolutely. It's giving a false hope and it's, it's not healthy. Not even false hope, false sense of reality, false yeah. sense of what should. I mean, you're bringing up something that I struggle through with my clients constantly. Because like I said, I focus on teenagers. That's my population of choice. I work with all ages though. And I literally had a 14-year-old girl in my office crying over the fact that she didn't look like what her filter looked like in real life. Ugh. And it made my heart so sad to realize that that was something that impacted her. I heard it from a male friend who's in the dating scene still who made a comment of feeling like he had been catfished because the pictures didn't look like the girl. And when we look back at the profile, every single picture had a filter on it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's normal anymore. And it just, and I mean, and that's for males and females, but it just blew me away to realize how how extreme it's getting. I did a post, I think it was probably close to about a year ago, that was anti-filter of just, let me see your natural beauty. I asked people to post me a picture, a, a, self, a filter-free picture, even just natural beauty, no makeup, no products, whatever, because I wanted to encourage that because it's such a hard thing to do. 
And I'm an adult. I understand it's a filter. It's not what I look like. I understand these Instagram quote unquote models. That's not real. That's not what they really look like. Little kids don't know this. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure probably a good majority of them do, but they're still looking at these women or men who don't even look like that in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's just getting into the bigger, some of my bigger venting stuff of just societal norms are so hard. Well, not societal norms, social media norms. That's what I meant to say. It can be so difficult because of how it influences us. Yeah. And yes, there's some beautiful natural Instagram models and social media um, influencers out there, but there are a lot that are very much, how much makeup can I put on? How much filters can I have? I've legitimately have. What angle do I shoot this photo from? Oh yeah. I mean, angles play a, a huge part in that too. I had a friend at my bridal, sh- bridal baby shower a couple weekends ago, try and tell me, oh, well, we're going to take a picture with this filter. And I said, no. She's like, what do you mean? And I said, I don't want a picture with filters on. She's like, well, why? You would look so much better. I said, yeah, but that's not me. I don't care. My only thing when having a photo taken of me is I want the camera pointed in a downward angle and not an upward angle. Yeah. Because you can look better with a downward angle than you do with an upward angle, but it's not going to change. It's not like a filter. There's some manipulation to it, but it's not the same. Yeah. When you do the upward angle, you get you get kind of that double chin. It's just, it's not a good angle. No. It's either, I either want straight ahead or down. I, I'm not asking you to Photoshop or filter the photo. I'm just to get the slide angle. I've legitimately had friends that will refuse to take pictures with me unless I have a filter on. That's insane. And it's like, nope, sorry guys. Like we're in our, well, we're in our late twenties, early thirties. And the fact that you can't take a picture without a filter on, it just makes me worried. Are you so afraid to be who you are that you have to have a filter on your photos? Which I mean, I guess we're not trying to slam filters. We know that sometimes they're fun. I'll catch myself going through my Snapchat and playing with whatever filters we have. I have so many cat ear photos. <laughs> but it's just, we are overall strongly encouraging. And we're having to take a drop out of our own bucket and listen to ourselves on this one. Is try and find that beauty in self. Try and find that positivity. Try and find that self-love that is natural. That is filter free. That is not social media influenced. Um, no one can define beauty besides yourself. No. Where if you want to be one that just loves pink and wears pink and no matter what, that's all you wear, rock it. But you know what I mean? Like, I guess that's my overall message that I'm trying to share is that self-confidence is super important and try and start being yourselves a little bit more. Never be insecure about who you are and how you look because you shouldn't. If you're afraid that people aren't going to like you because you don't have a filter on their photo then fuck them. You don't need them to like you anyway. (laughs) Probably my second date with Tom, I went to go hang out with him at his house. We had our second date on New Year's. Our first date was December 29th, so it made sense. But I had just gotten off work. And trust me, I did not go home and put on makeup. He got to see me after work, working in a kitchen with no makeup on. And you know what? We're married now. So if you're afraid someone's not going to like you because you don't have a filter, then that person is not for you. Yeah. Like I said, I know that this is a good check-in for me. I love doing this podcast because it does remind me of, oh yeah, I do need to start being more aware of even the language that I'm saying to myself, right? About how I look. I know I just went off earlier about how my mantra is, oh, I'm pregnant, not fat. I'm pregnant, not fat. Like the fact that that's even 
still has a negative connotation to it. Why can't it be I am beautiful, I am curvy, I am happy? Like I And I think I think you look gorgeous. I'm looking at you right now via Skype, but and I look at your pictures on Facebook and I think you look gorgeous. I think you look amazing. Which, thank you. You would have never known that I was a, snot, a snot-covered crying mess in therapy <laughs> four hours ago. <laughs> not at all. No. So, I mean, and I'll have, well, not I'll have Jackie. She runs 95% of our social media. This is her job right now. <laughs> I am I am my own intern. <laughs> she is her own intern. I am intern. not paying myself. She is our intern. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, I am. I am our own intern. I'll reshare the post from like my selfie free post to the Unleash No Judgments um, social media, just so you, you guys can kind of see like what I've said about it when I talk about. I do mental health awareness post on my personal social media, and if that's something that you guys would be interested in, let us know because I think it's super important. Yeah, I would love to start a thread of no filter posts, being comfortable with who you are and proud self-love whether it be filter free but you did some badass awesome makeup let us see it yeah if it's filter free but you have and your hair's up in a messy bun and you just woke up do it to it we would love to see it and if you did really awesome makeup and you have some tips by all means let us know (laughs) please let me know i need help (laughs) (laughs) so i mean kind of went all over this episode but i love it i love where we kind of went and got some more seriousness on it Hope you guys enjoyed it. We got real serious. Yeah. But I think that's just the truth of it. Is that's yeah. That's where my brain goes is worrying about things like that. I will say that I have a hard time posting photos to my Facebook or Instagram, mostly to my Facebook, that have no filters, that are me with no makeup. Because I'll be honest, my mom will be the first one to post about how tired I look or how I need to put makeup on. She will be the first one to just chip away to just jab and she comments publicly she doesn't even like send me a text she doesn't send a direct message she comments on my post and then she'll get mad when I take down her insult I am so damn thankful my mother does not have any type of social media oh you're so lucky she will Facebook stalk through my father's Facebook but she doesn't know how to use Facebook a lot oh no my mom is the queen of little jabs to make you feel insecure but god forbid you say one thing about her she will lose her shit and she will either, <laughs> she could play the victim better than anyone I've ever met. Yeah. Ever. She will just, she will start crying. She'll just start making you feel horrible, but she'll be the first one to comment and insult on my post. Hmm. Gotcha. Yay. I just realized that as we're getting closer to our wholesome moment, it's because we talked about our wholesome moment before recording. That yours actually goes into beauty. It actually does. Yeah, I, I thought about that too as I was saying. So do you want to share your wholesome moment? Yes. Not that I'm just, sorry, I just totally distracted away from your event about your mother. <laughs> Don't worry. There's plenty more. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we could do a whole series on her. But no, I would love to go into my wholesome moment. I mean, maybe we should stay away from the mother bashing episode three days before Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. She has no idea this is going on. (laughs) Nor will she. So my wholesome moment has nothing to do with me, per se. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. So Tom and I were watching TV the other morning, and he knows that I love feel-good stories. I love watching Facebook videos. I just love reading Facebook posts. I love a good 
feel-good story because we need so much more of this in the world. And usually it brings a tear to my eye because it's generally so sweet. And that's what this story is. He sent me this story. He goes, I think you're going to love this story. I was like, okay, okay. Send it to me. It's a People.com article. Man, 79, goes to beauty school to learn how to do hair and makeup for a wife of 50 years amid her vision failing. Oh. <laughs> that is so sweet. Oh, that just hits me in all the feels. I looked at Tom. I was like, you should probably do that now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do my hair. <laughs> oh, honey. And I am blind without my contacts. Or glasses. That is so adorable. It is so, it is so sweet. I'm sorry. If I was at that school, I would just be crying my eyes out as soon as I heard his story. I wouldn't even charge him. I would be like, you know what? It's on us. Yeah, your education is on us. Because clearly, he loves her so much that it's not just, oh, I'm just going to pay for you to get your hair done. It is... I'm going to go through the schooling and go through the time to learn this skill so I can do it for you. Yes. Oh, and it says, her appearance has always been something she has taken pride in and it's important to her, so therefore it's important to him. A 79-year-old man from Alberta, Canada went to beauty school last week for a lesson on how to do his beautiful wife's hair and makeup. (laughs) So sweet. I love it. I love it so much. He's chosen to remain anonymous, but wanted to first learn how to do his wife's hair as she kept burning herself with a curling wand because of her vision impairment. Oh, sweet. He is a sweet, sweet man. Oh, I know. This is, it just, it keeps getting sweeter. That is, that is the proof that chivalry is not dead, y'all. No, it is not. And do not let it die. That is something we need to keep alive. He also asked for tips on applying mascara because that task was hard for her also. So he gave him a makeup lesson too. He spent about an hour with us for lessons on curling iron sets and mascara applications. The husband's love for his wife touched the staff and students of the beauty school and had them in tears. And he lovingly pulled pictures from his wallet showing everyone his wife and boasting about how beautiful she has always been and how talented she was with skill set of typing over 100 words a minute when she was working. Oh. Ugh. Such a loving husband. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. I love it so much. That is such a sweet story. Yes, it is. It oh, I love kinda it. It kind of makes me feel bad for my wholesome... Not feel bad for my wholesome <laughs> moments. Because one of mine is funny. I have two small ones. And one of mine is very sweet. <laughs> my wholesome moment is... Speaking of people touching bellies is that my soon-to-be husband got to fill our little girl kick for the first time this last week. And it was so damn sweet because he he hasn't been able to fill her. We've been trying, I've been trying for about a week now just to get him to fill her move when she starts kicking. I run over and I lay next to him or sit next to him. And this time he was like half asleep and I like, looked at him. I was like, Hey, roll over. He's like, what? And I was like, roll over. He goes, no, I'm going to bed. And I grabbed his hand and I just put it on my belly. And then all of a sudden you just hear him jolting. He goes, Oh my gosh, was that her? And it was just so cute just to see the excitement and everything else. And then last night it was the same thing where he got to feel her really, really strong. And it was just, 
adorable and it was awesome. Did he cry? He did not. He is not a super emotional person at all. But to be able to see how emotional he got with it, even to the level that he did, was great for me. That's wonderful. That's so amazing. Yay. I love it. And then my other second wholesome moment is my sister-in-law sent me a video of my three-and-a-half-year-old nephew, and he was being asked, Ethan, what's your favorite song? Which, can you take a guess? Ooh, um, Baby Shark? Hit me, baby, one more time. Would have never guessed that. (laughs) It makes me so happy. Isn't he a little young for that? (laughs) I mean, it was just, my sister-in-law just had it on her playlist while while they were driving, and he thought it was so funny and so silly and so cute that he just loved it and that is now his favorite song and so he is learning it so I can hear him sing it for me. So kind of on that I found some CD cases in a bin from back when I was in high school. Yes. I haven't opened this thing in okay so I've opened it but I haven't really gone through this thing in years. So I dug out the CDs so excited thinking what was young Jackie listening to back in the day? Well Some of it was good. Ooh. I was into a lot of screamo music back in the day because my friends listened to it. So (laughs) I adapted and learned, which I still do like it. Have to be in the right mood for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of country kind of grew out of that. I'm from a country town. It's what we grew up on. Some of the CDs wouldn't play in my car. So I don't know what happened. I am honestly guessing I probably just didn't upload them right. Probably user error. (laughs) But I found some like Now 5 and Now 3. I was just about to ask you about Now CDs. How many Now CDs did you find? I only found two. So I may have to call my mom and be like, let me, okay, let me phrase this. I may have to text my mom and be like, hey, do you have any more of my CDs? And she'll probably be like, no, I threw those out. Probably. I don't know if you've heard of Spotify, but use that. (laughs) I heard a Britney Spears song and I cannot remember what it was. But I just immediately, when I was listening to it, just remembered the words. I was just singing along with it. I can't remember them now, but as soon as that song plays, it's it's like it all comes back. Oh, yeah. I remember exactly. I also found a Missy Elliott CD and the best of Snoop Dogg, which I never bought the Snoop Dogg, so I don't know how I got that. But Oh, well. Now I have it. Mine now. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I'm excited to see my three-and-a-half-year-old sing Hit Me Baby One More Time. It makes me laugh because this goes back to my therapy session where I was having to get in touch with 16-year-old Tess in my therapy session. And... How's she doing? Yeah. She's she's surviving. She's kicking ass right now. Good for her. But I was doing some trauma work in regards to my 16-year-old me. And my therapist was like, yeah, like, why don't you go... Like, what does 16-year-old Tess need? I was like, sugar and a hug. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, well, why don't you listen to some music or something? Like, what would 16-year-old Tess want to listen to? And I was like... I listen to a lot of angry music. Oh, I was going to say Spice Girls. I mean, I listen to Spice Girls, but a lot of my stuff was like, and I wouldn't say really angry, but it was Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, yeah, Skillet, um, all of that. And so I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, adding up. Okay. And I guess that's the other stream. The, the other stream. What is it called? List things on social media that I would ask the users to start creating for us is, Tell us your favorite throwback jams. Let's start creating a playlist. Yes, create a playlist. Let's start creating a playlist for us, and I will 
I have a Spotify premium, so I will throw together a playlist and we can Me too. put it together and we can do a soundtrack playlist from listeners and from us. Oh, I'm excited for that. Hey, anything else on that note? As we're wrapping up our time. Oh, I went to the park the other day. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. My anxiety was through the roof and I wanted to cry. <laughs> well, okay. So Tom was like, hey, do you want to go to the park? And I have this thing where... The thought of doing something is awful. And he's like, do you want to go to the park? And I was like, mm, I mean, yeah, we can go to the park. It's your birthday weekend. We'll go to the park. Me thinking we're going to go to the park and just kind of hang out, read books, whatever. I'm like, do you want me to grab a blanket? No, I just, I figured we'd walk. Oh, exercise. All right. That's one way to go about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe we can stop at O'Fallon Brewery and have a beer afterwards. <laughs> Let me get my shoes. <laughs> like the thought of going to the park to exercise <laughs> no we can go grab a beer afterwards let me get my shoes perfect bribe me with beer absolutely that just no that just reminds me of like my sister-in-law and brother live down the street from a state liquor store probably about a mile 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 and a half and this was sometime last summer and it was a beautiful day and she wanted to walk the kid there and just walk my nephew there and say, like, hey, let's walk to the liquor store with our backpacks. Let's grab something and walk back. Like, it's a gorgeous day. She's like, I had to bribe your brother <laughs> by making him a milkshake to go on our walk to go get liquor <laughs> that we could come back and drink. You can always give me an exercise with the promise of a beer afterwards. <laughs> or a milkshake while doing it. Or a milkshake. Or an alcoholic milkshake. But not for the kid. Not for the kid. Not for the kid. And I guess that's my final wholesome moment that I'll end on. I sent Jackie a picture last night of me eating a cupcake and ice cream as I got off work for dinner before I made an actual dinner for me and my husband. And there is nothing wrong with that. That's one of the things that I've learned that I love being an adult is I can do shit like that. Yeah. Guys, I have been so happy and pregnant me has been so happy. I can buy pudding snack packs and I don't need to wait till I'm at my grandma's house to eat them or steal one from my nephew like I can go buy pudding for myself as an adult. Like, that's okay. Who knew? Yeah, and let's be honest, your body doesn't know what time it is. You can eat anything you want at any time of the day. Anything is breakfast, if that's what you call it. Exactly. I am one that I will have a bowl of spaghetti first thing in the morning. Yeah, there's there's days where I'm like, I can't wait for lunch. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Why don't I just eat it now? It does not matter. <laughs> and for some of you, that may be a very unpopular opinion. I will intentionally troll some of my friends and send them a picture of me eating spaghetti for breakfast just because I know how much it completely disturbs them. <laughs> I'd be right there with you. i like, let me grab my bowl of spaghetti. Hang on. Because they can't handle it. So Some people are, and I, I a lot of times will have like a smoothie for breakfast, but that's just because sometimes I'm not hungry and that's a way to get something in me. Yes. Anywho, I'm going to say goodbye before we keep going. I'm also going to say goodbye. It'd be weird if I was still just here. I mean, you can do it. You edit this all you want. I'm going to laugh when I listen to the episode on my own. And then there's just like Jackie singing at the end for like five minutes. Just an hour of me just doing my own improv and singing. Losing all of our listeners. I'm just saying, guys, it took us an hour on Skype for us to even start hitting record. Which we should have hit record from the beginning. There was some really good stuff. <laughs> but great. Anywho, 
Have a good night, good day, whenever it is that you're listening. I feel like I say that every time now. Yes, good night, good morning, good afternoon. Good midday, good lunch break. Good snack. Good time in ignoring your work responsibilities while you have these headphones in right now. Good on ya. That's smart. You're still getting paid. It does not matter. Uh... Okay, maybe it does matter, but you are still getting paid. Yes. For now. (laughs) Don't get caught. Don't get caught. No. And do not leave us. We appreciate you guys. Remember, rate, subscribe, suggest to friends, reach out, contact us. We have all sorts of different mediums that you can get a hold of us. Yes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The two things that we are going to post for is that we want to see filter-free pictures. And we want song suggestions to be able to make the first Unleash No Judgment listener-suggested playlist. And yeah, let us know. Let us know your throwback jams. Let us see your unfiltered photos, whether they be good, bad, normal. I hate the word normal. Yeah. Any unfiltered photo. Good, bad, or comfortable. There you go. (laughs) Good night. Good night, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Email us at unleashednojudge at gmail.com with any ideas, stories, feedback, or just anything that you would like to discuss with us. Again, that is unleashed. No judge at gmail.com. U N L E A S H E D N O J U D G E at gmail.com.